Hi everyone, welcome to the latest edition of Pro Wrestling Defined. I'm your host, Jonathan O'Dwyer, and please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to keep up with all future content interviews with legends of the business, such as the man we have on the show today, former WCW superstar, legendary trainer from the infamous power plant, trained some of the biggest names in the industry, such as Goldberg, Big Show, and the man that helped uh, facilitate this interview today, the legendary one and only uh, Brian Clark, Adam Bond. Thanks for that, my friend. And, yeah. uh, so I'm uh, really happy to have uh, Dwayne Bruce, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker on the show. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on, man. It's an honor, honor to speak to you today. And uh, so uh, we kind of start on a bit of a somber, uh, on a somber note. Um, last week, uh, Patriot Del Wilkes uh, passed away. He, he was a mutual friend, legend uh, in the business. Uh, talk about some of your memories of uh, working with Del and uh, your interactions with him through the years. Well, years. I mean, I've wrestled him and, you know, uh, Bagwell, you know, when they tagged together and, and stuff. And I think uh, uh, tomorrow, me and Brian is going to be on the show uh, that he was on. And uh, it's just not about wrestling. It's uh, different walks of life, different people involved, uh, you know, so it's it's just not about wrestling. So it's a good thing. Yeah, he, he he was he was an amazing man, and uh, he was pivotal in in this show even even happening. Uh, he was my first guest that that he aired on the show, and just all my interactions with him were so positive. He was such a such a lovely man, and uh, well, I see him right behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got him up here. Yeah, I got yeah, that from the yeah. from the signing and the the DVD over here of his uh, life story. All right. And I uh, also posted my matches and stuff online just for me in memory for him. So, you know, so I miss him a lot. I, you know, and it's so funny. I talked to him like the day before and he was talking to me about coming on the show. And then like the next day I was driving and Brian Clark called me, Adam Baum and Chronic and all that stuff. And I had to pull over in a parking lot and uh, he told me what happened. I was like, I was in shock. So, you know, uh, I mean, what a great guy, you know, and he had uh, his children and, you know, he had grandchildren, five grandchildren and stuff. So he was a, a uh, well-liked person in the business, uh, you know, get along with at any point in time, you know, where some of the other people, you know, they start believing their own stuff and then, you know, and uh, that's the way it goes. Yeah, he was an amazing man and we send our thoughts and uh, prayers out to his family and uh, clo uh, close friends and uh, rest in peace, uh, Del DePatriot Wilkes. I couldn't get up there. I sent a tree. So I figured that way their family, every time they come outside, they'd see it and remember him. So oh. that's cool, man. And, yeah. Uh, so uh, let's uh, get into your story. Uh, talk about uh, your, your background yeah. and how you gravitated towards, uh, towards wrestling in, in the beginning. Well, I, you know, I was like a, a four star athlete in high school and stuff 
And then after that, I got in the Coast Guard. And then uh, when I was young, this is really what got me started. My grandfather, uh, 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 he took me down to Griffin, Georgia, and they used to run a afternoon show in Griffin and then run the Omni at night. So that's how I got involved with it. So I've been watching a long time. Big friends of Gordon Soli and, you know, all through Thane. And I was, you know, I, and I ain't going to tell you I didn't work my butt off, but I did. And uh, that's why I, I did everything I did at the power plant. Because, you, you, you know, there's times in the business that's going, you're going to get knocked down. And, uh, you know, I've got hurt and people are asking for your job right before you, I mean, you even get back to the dressing room. So, you know, so anyway, uh, yeah, my love for the sport has always been there. And I, I uh, started out at Deep South Championship Wrestling, uh, Jody Hamilton, the assassin. And I'm wishing him best wishes. And Paul Orndorff, too. Uh, he's not, they didn't expect him to make it overnight last night so i've been like on the phone with dale uh, i mean uh brian this morning asking about him and stuff but uh yeah yeah and uh you know i trained a big show and uh tori wilson and a bunch of about 80 something people that made top money in the business you know and triple h was there one time uh been in life magazine uh a and e good morning america you know, just, and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm an everyday guy in, in the trenches, you know, so yeah. I've never, my deal was always to go work and get back home as quickly as I could. So, uh, like, when Flair was buying stuff, yes, I booked my, I had myself booked way on the other side of the hotel, and I went down and ate and had a few beers, and then I went back to my room so I could get up and go to the gym the next morning, so... I did take advantage of that. No, no, the all night parting with uh, Flair and the uh, <laughs> the rest of that crowd, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, even Hogan lost track, you know, when he got his uh, reality show going. So, uh, but he used to be, he really used to be like, like I was. So, uh, so, you know, my hats off to him. He's a, a, a superstar in our business. Uh, made a big impact at uh, WWE and then uh, here at WCW. So uh, I'm thankful to even know him and say he's my friend. Awesome. Uh, early on in your career, uh, you you did a tour of uh, all of Japan. Uh, talk about your your memories of uh, of working there, and who were some of your favorite people to, to to work with over there at the time? Well, at the time, uh, Stan Hansen is the one who got us over there, and you know he don't help anybody if you can't tote the mail. So uh, times I got pneumonia, and I still worked through it. Uh, had a big injury. Uh, did a plancha outside. Uh, and the guy stiff army and uh, Doug Furness and Danny Crawford. I don't know if you heard of them. Yep. They had to tape my ankle and get my boot on every night. And I went out and worked every night. So I earned respect. And then, then, uh, you know, I even did squat 
watch. You know, back then you could only fly into Tokyo. So uh, I used to do squats with the young guys, you know, and then uh, like on the ferry when we were going uh, to the Northern Islands and stuff, I, uh, uh, squats but double. Red was push-ups, and uh, I could go through the deck of cards twice. So uh, my cardio has always been there, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons I was able to work with anybody, even big guys, small guys, luchador guys, uh, from all walks of uh, that, everybody that was brought in WCW and over there too. Uh, Kabashi, I worked with him. Uh, they split me and Dale up after that because uh, – I don't know. I guess because what I, you know, was putting back into the business, you know, and uh, um, that's Lieutenant James Earl. Yeah. But uh, they split us up, and I was, I, he's wrestling like first match, and I was in like a main event. So, yeah, it's nothing like being the main event with Stan Hansen, Doc Death, Steve Williams, and Terry Gorey, right? So, uh, awesome I'd times. say there, those were some stiff awesome matches, times. I'd say, were they? <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, you, you know, if you talk to Brian, he'll tell you that I was the stiffest person ever. So, uh, well, I had to be. So, yeah. but that—that's that's had what to get would, Sarge on him. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's what what made us. Um, gosh, it it just made it so uh, so much more special back then. Uh, back then, like you know, everything looks uh, so solid because because it was solid. You know, it was solid. It's not like it is today. I don't know how they remember all that stuff because they got writers and all that stuff these days. And like you know, Finley and Steve Regal mm-hmm. and Dave Taylor and uh, them guys. You know, and I love working them guys because. Uh, uh, yes, we got our finish, but we called everything in the ring on the fly, you know. We didn't talk to each other. We didn't, you know, nothing. You know? So, then were great memories and great days, you know, so. And that you mentioned, uh, James, or right there there a few minutes ago, like you teamed uh, with him as the, the State Patrol in WCW as well. Talk about uh, your your memories of uh, working with him. What was he like and who were some of your uh, favorite teams to work with uh, in, in, uh, in the States with him? Well, uh, me and Dale worked together at Deep South for Jody and uh, uh, Hamilton, the assassin. So uh, how the State Patrol came around is that uh, Bruce Hart up in Calgary called called us and uh, said, hey, we excuse my deal, but uh, we need a Southern Redneck team, you know. So uh, we heard about some of the things that were going in on the vans and stuff, and we didn't want to be a part of that. So we actually climbed in my Pontiac Bonneville and drove to, uh, all the way to Canada. And then we got there. Uh, they didn't have the papers. Student didn't have the papers there, so we waited like four hours uh, to even into the country. And then when we got there, we went to the places they had was assigned for us to go to, and it was I'm gonna say it wasn't the best. And then we went to Stampede, you know, the rodeo. That's where they wrestled. And uh, Bruce Hart got his jaw broke by Davy Boy on the road. And uh, so we were trying to talk to Stu. We went out and had one match, you know. Um, of course, they put us over. 
extra time. And then uh, we was trying to get it straight with Stu. And uh, we went out and had another match. And they put the tag team champion belts on us right away. And so anyway, I, you know, we took everything in consideration and said, hey, take the belts back, please. You know, well, he goes, well, you got to be in Edmonton tomorrow night. I said, oh, that's okay. Just take the belts. And he did. And then we drove back. We didn't call him back. Uh, shame on us. So we got to Billings, Montana. But we drove up there and had two matches. So, you know, and also, you know, I was in production. I built rings. I uh, I was involved in every aspect, sending guys to the ring, uh, you know, so uh, I was very blessed. That's why I was hard on the guys, you know, because I, I paid my dues and they had to pay theirs. And I made them tear down rings and load them up on trucks. And because you got to know every aspect of business, I think. So, oh, yeah, that's how that's how the State Patrol started. So we came back to uh, NWA then. So we come back and started wrestling there. And uh well, that's not my first match. As I went there as Dwayne Bruce, nobody, you know. My first match was Iron Sheik. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I read that. So, yeah, that must have been yeah. an experience. <laughs> oh yeah, he threw me out of the ring after it was over and hit me with that flagpole. I had a weapon on my back for about two weeks. <laughs> a lot, I got a lot of stories we could go on for hours and hours and again, and never break out of the Iron Sheik. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he's quite he, the character. Uh, he is a character. Yeah, and you meet a lot of characters in the business, you know, and you got to learn to adapt to each one. And you know, and the guys you travel with, you know, I uh, travel with Kurt Henning and Rick Rude and uh, 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 gosh, I was just at a convention in Jacksonville. Uh, right after I got sick and I drove to Jacksonville. We was in Ormond Beach, Florida. We're in a house there every year. And I drove there and Ron Simmons was there, rock and roll. Lex was there. Uh, Mick Foley, I wrestled him in when he was Cactus Jack. So uh, before he went up there and did the Saco and all that stuff, you know. Uh, great guys, man. That is, it's just great to walk up to them and see them light up to see you again, you know. So yeah. it, that was great. I don't think my wife was too happy that I went over there, but uh, she knows me now. You know, she's known me for a long time, so she knows what to expect. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then we started wrestling. Uh, you know, me and Dale started uh, when the, before. Uh, I mean, the power plant was actually in four different buildings. Uh, so we started working out with guys, honing in our skills. And uh, Dale had a broken, uh, had a rod in his arm, and he couldn't, uh, like he did a suplex. He could only uh, suplex him from the right-hand side, you know. So I had to learn to do the flying off the top rope and all kinds of stuff in Japan and here in the States and stuff. And had a great time uh, one time, Ole Anderson. Remember Ole? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what a you know, performer in his day as well. Yeah, and uh, but you know one thing about Ole that you hear a bunch of bad stories about, but if you could wrestle, 
it didn't matter to him. One time he fired us some Samoan SWAT team and put us on the road three weeks for the Steiner brothers every week. And he sure we used the nightsticks on them to get our heat. And, uh, and because if you don't beat them up, they're going to beat you up. So you better fight. Same in Japan. It was the same way pretty much everywhere. So you had to earn your spot. I'm very happy to say that I did. So, and I missed Dale. Um, he had a falling out with Bischoff. Uh, you know, I tried to help him, you know, but, you know, politics and all that in the business, you know, such as it is, I couldn't help him. So, uh, he, he retired and got out. And, uh, I started running my own company, big mistake for about three years. And, uh, and then it fell on, but it's okay. I learned a lot of stuff and, you know, I, I know how to promote shows. I, you know, go around and get sponsors and, you know, and, and, and that's the key, you know, I mean, I, I'm actually working now with some independent groups, just trying to give back to the younger guys and, and teach them. And I've been to a show and, uh, and had a open like tryout. And and then uh, I was out at, at my uh, table out, uh, in the arena, and I watched all their matches and the stuff that I showed them two hours before they were using it in their matches. So that was that was uh, it. Just gave you a warm feeling in your heart, you know, to see that you know they did understand what you were telling them and and stuff, and see them actually do what you were just showing them two hours ago. You know, it was a great. Uh, made me feel great inside. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, we and you know, I I made four video games with EA Sports in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, I was actually over there. I mean, I was over back and forth for like two and a half years, and I actually made it with students out of school. And uh, I couldn't understand why the company would not give me talent. I mean, I argued with everybody. I said, like, this is the biggest gaming company in the world, you know? So anyway, at the end, uh, they sent me Bill, Bam yeah. Bam Bigelow, and Conan. Oh. I, I've never been a great fan of Conan's. He, I mean, he could do interviews, but he couldn't work. Uh, couldn't wrestle that great. But uh, anyway, the, it, we were, me and Bam Bam was in the thing doing some mocap work, and they had Oh my gosh, it, it was a thousand some people there from different uh, companies all over Vancouver there. And Bill and them rode up in a limo. They come rushing out of the limo in street clothes and we were in the mocap suits and motion caps and balls. And then when we started going at it and, uh, and Bill ended up throwing me out of the ring, uh, didn't throw me straight this way he threw me sideways like i'm doing a cross body right mm. and i was supposed to go through a table and uh they had a stunt person that had to be on site you know anyway so they tried to gimmick the table and uh, bam bam settled that pretty quick he touched the table and collapsed it and so we went through the table and stuff and then uh and then building up spearing me through two walls i had them build like a false wall but I went through that, and I went through the real wall thing, and they cut it out. And uh, I don't know about now, but uh, they had us all autograph it, and they hang it, they hung it in the 
atrium going into EA Sports. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I, 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 I absolutely loved that game back in the day. I got that for Christmas back in, I think it was 1999, I think that came out, WCW Mayhem. And gosh, I played that for hours, even, even as yourself as well. Like, I remember matches with you and you and Goldberg and everything, like, you know, so that's that's super cool to look back on. I've seen some of the some of the photos of it and everything as well, where you were doing the motion capture stuff. Like, so, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I got some pictures here, too. Uh... But it, you've already saw them on my story, so you know what they look like. So yeah, no, they, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. But I don't know if the fans know. Yeah, you can, yeah. you can, you, yeah. can show, you can show one or two from there if you'd like. <clears throat> well, uh, I'm gonna show you one thing. I'm extremely proud of. A, a fan made this for me, and and uh, I'm gonna lay down the thing a little bit. See if I can hold it up for you. Uh -huh. it's oh a, wow, that's it's super cool. And it's uh, and it's uh, it's better than WCW belts. Uh, he all made this by hand. That was always um, my so that I, was always my favorite world title was the WCW Big Gold. I I thought that was just the, the nicest world title. Definitely better than the right, tag right. WWE have today. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, yeah, I had a chance to go work for them, you know, and. Uh, you know what? They wanted me to do something near like the power plant, and uh, they wanted me to move to Connecticut, man. And I know kind of how that system works up there, so I didn't take him up on it. You know, I wasn't going to uproot my family and go up there on his word and, you know, then get messed over, so I didn't go. And then they tried to do something that I don't know what it was called. Do you remember what that was called? Uh, they tried to do something silly. Uh, uh, I don't remember. That was, was that tough enough, maybe? Yeah, that was tough enough, you know, and it made him so silly, you know, and it's crazy. And then uh, Jody Hamilton got involved with Vince and shooting shows down in McDonough, Georgia. So, uh, you know, he asked me to come down because uh, he wanted me to start running some night classes, which, you know, I've done, you know, I don't know if you know, but I, uh, when I broke in, I was, I was doing a construction job during the day, hanging sheetrock and acoustic ceilings and all that stuff. And then going down three nights a week training and wrestling on the weekends. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, I was tough on them guys, you know, but you know, uh, some people said the power plant wasn't a success, but I mean, if you go to the Wikipedia page and look at all the people that graduated from there, yeah, yeah I mean, it's pretty amazing. So I know they're proud of their performance center. I mean, I trained Bob Sapp. Uh, yeah. Uh, Stone Cold used to live right there by me, and we used to go fishing together and hang out at a little bar and play darts and pool and all that together and stuff and i saw him at a walmart uh and he had his head shaved i said hey steve what are you doing he goes i'm about to go to the wwf it was, it was wwf man. Yeah. um and he goes you need to come with me and i was like well i'm kind of okay where i'm at so but uh, the attitude era was definitely some of the best matches i think and my myself was the best time ever for them and us because what people don't realize is like our production truck 
was showing their deal Monday night, and their production truck was showing our WCW deal on Monday nights and stuff. And then we filmed Thunder on Tuesday, and it aired on Thursday. And then, of course, Saturday night in the pro and all that. So I've been on all of them shows, been in many pay-per-views and stuff. So I'm, I'm really honored to really just many squats that I've done, Hindu squats and heavy weight lifting and stuff. I'm I'm pretty blessed to be even walking now. So, um, but uh, yes. So, yeah, it's been a wild, wild ride, you know, but I enjoyed every minute of it. Sure yeah. did. You had an amazing run and an amazing impact on the business. Like uh, uh, so, some of the other guys you trained, like we mentioned, uh, Goldberg, Brian Clark, Big Show, uh, Bob Sapp, uh, Chuck Palumbo, and the the natural born uh, trainers you trained. All those guys. Yeah, well. Mike Sanders, Key, yeah. uh, uh, Kiwi, Alan Funk, yeah, Kiwi. <coughs> yeah, um, uh, uh, Sean O'Hare. Yeah, Sean O'Hara, all them guys. I trained all of them. And you know what? Uh, I'd have 20 guys or 25 guys the first day. And by the second day, I'd have four or five. And by the third day, that was usually three or so, and they made it. So, and then they went on and made a great impact on the business. So, you know, um, that's, I mean, I even put Bill through squats and all that. I didn't, I didn't shy away from him either, you know. And I, in fact, I had him, big show, a guy named Ron Reese. I don't know if you know him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember Ron. Yeah, he's a big seven, seven foot guy. Seven foot two, both yeah. of them, you know, and Bill. And I jumped from ring to ring all day long, you know, uh, uh, going back and forth and training people and, you know, and then everybody that we had from Good Morning America, A and E, uh, all them that showed up to tape. Uh, Louis, what is his name? Oh, um, Louis Theroux or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah. that a few days ago. That's so good. Uh, well, you know, I tell you the truth. I've been. I was on the road. You know, and I was uh, doing the ring and wrestling, and Alan Sharp was our. Our, our guy then that that kind of promoted stuff after Eric. Believe it or not, Eric was a promotion guy to begin with, and uh, and well, an announcer. So yeah. uh, before he got where he got, so um, happy to say that I'm still friends with him and Ernest Miller. I train Ernest Miller too. Wow. Uh, uh, you know, and I talked to Sonny Ono the other day and Ernest and, you know, even talked to Eric, uh, you know, and stuff. So, uh, you know, there, there's some people I talk to every day, but then some people that I just get to talk to every once in a while. So, you know how life gets busy and stuff. And, you know, I train DEP, too. Uh, um Man, he was a little old to be starting when he started. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I got a picture here. I'll show you real quick. Yeah, cool. Let's see, this is a mag. This is a magazine article. Um, I don't know the way I got thing if you can see it, but there's a uh, yeah, I can uh, see. It. Craig Pittman was a a a was a uh, he wrestled in the Marines. And uh, I had him down there. I mean, I had 
people from all walks of life. Uh, Jeff Farmer as well. Kevin did, Green did, did time in the uh, the power plant as well. Yeah, Jeff Farmer. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Farmer. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I had him on the uh, show before. Great yeah, guy as well. And he did really well. Mm. Yeah, he's a great guy, and uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I. I I'm blessed to have the career I have, and, and I'm, I'm so happy how the business really worked back then, you know. We didn't have writers. We didn't have all that, you know. Yeah, they told me, oh, you're going to be in this town this night and stuff, and then I'd go, uh, my blessings go out to Bobby Eaton, too. Uh, he just lost his wife, and uh, he also lost his son, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, he's doing rough now. And I, uh, you know, we didn't ever put our, any phone numbers in a phone or anything. Well, <laughs> when I was actually doing it, you know, the phone was like a backpack, you know, and you only had an atlas and a flashlight, you know, to find out if you got to town. You first stop at the first gas station, they send you the wrong way, you know, hmm. and stuff. And then you finally found the building, you know, and it's like. Okay, I just walked up, and you don't know the show's going on. Uh, okay, <laughs> and uh, crazy times they book. Uh, they book in Tennessee at uh, where the Vols play on a on a Saturday night, and they took all the barricades off the truck. So we set up, and uh, you know you got two hundred something thousand people. <laughs> it's a football game, and we're trying to run wrestling to compete. I've been in Green Bay before. I mean, snow and ice everywhere, and uh, in the middle of wintertime. And uh, I was like, I don't know who booked this show, but I wish they'd come to the power plant for a while. But uh, I'd get them back for that. But uh, especially <laughs> sitting on the sitting on the runway, de-icing for about five hours, you know. So yeah, uh, one memories I got. And I'll I'll just answer questions from you after this. Uh, I was up making a video game for uh, this for nine eleven uh, for three weeks, and uh, the tours over in Europe with Ric Flair and Hogan were sold out everywhere. So uh, I flew in uh, to Atlanta. My wife swapped bags with me. I got on the red eye, flew into Germany. Uh, I'm not a smoker. I'm not down anybody that smokes, but I can't be around it. Uh, so this guy smoked like a chimney. And uh, so I said, dude, you got to roll down all four windows. Uh, you know, and he's talking on his cell phone, and we're going like 150 miles an hour on the Audubon. We get there in uh, Berlin. I don't know why they didn't fly me in Berlin, right? That would make sense. So that they didn't, though. So, uh, and they had the ring set outside. So I had to check all the wells, run the ropes, take bumps, uh, tell them what all we're sending them. We're sending you mats and skirts and this, and you need to check these welds and, and all this stuff. And so he wanted and then we drove back, and he missed the, the exit. He didn't realize it three hours later. So 
I wasn't too happy. I wasn't too happy. So I got back, and he wanted to take me out on town. I said, dude, go do whatever you're going to do. I'm, I'm going to my room and order room service and give me some beers, and uh, I'm going to bed. And then the next morning, I, I jumped, pond jumped over to London. Um, it's kind of like uh, flying into uh, from Newark to uh, from uh, New York City. So uh, I had to take a, a train and then get on a, a, the bus and yeah. ride the bus over to the hotel. And I was just sitting down with my breakfast. And I get this page, Dwayne Bruce, Dwayne Bruce, got to come to the front desk, Dwayne Bruce. I was like, ah, oh, I'm about to eat. So I get on the phone with the secretary and they're going, hey, uh, I don't know how you ended up there and uh, stuff, but you, you need to go back over here. The guy can't traffic's terrible. You can't think. So I had to ride the bus back over, jump on the uh, train, go across London, and then, you know, cell phones and stuff. We're putting change in it. You know, it keeps cutting out. So the guy parked like four blocks away. And we got over to his Range Rover, and it was booted. So, oh. <laughs> so then we had to take a taxi. Got to see everything through windshield, you know, and yeah, and it, you know, in our business, you know, some you don't get to smell the roses all the time. You you're working, so, uh, so I ended up getting back, and I believe it or not, uh, I flew back into Atlanta and went straight into a tryout. Uh, the the same day as I got back, so, and uh, but uh, it was all good, you know. Do you have any other questions you want to ask me about anything? Yeah, sure. There, there's a, a few more left that I was going to ask you. I was actually just going to ask you um, specifically about uh, about Goldberg, about uh, what he was uh, like to train, uh, train initially, like how receptive he was to everything and what it was like working with him uh, later on when you actually worked with him in the, uh, uh, the angle with Le- uh, Lex and uh, Bagwell. Well, uh, you know, Bill come in and, you know, and I had all these other guys at the same time. It was pretty brutal. You know, we didn't have AC in the power plant then, you know, it was all, uh, I mean, it wasn't the best building in the world there till we moved to the main office with Paul Orndorff. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, had all them guys there, uh, so then I started having closed sessions with Bill and then be with uh, Bill DeMont. Uh, but I had wrestled him in so many dart matches. And, you know, sometimes you're selling, I mean, you're selling to the fans, right? Hmm. But sometimes you're really selling to the person that's running the business at that time. So I had him doing, uh, I give him a car, he backed me into the ropes, carnish hiked me. I carnage hike him, push him in the chest. He'd do a backflip and then spear me out of that and stuff. And uh, I knew he would never use some of these moves and stuff. But I was just trying to show that he was a hell of an athlete. And excuse my language. Uh, but okay. he was a hell of an athlete. And uh, I saw the potential. Me and him actually come up with a jackhammer down there playing one day. And um, and uh uh, him and his MMA, you know, background, you know, he owned in Atlanta, one of the biggest MMA uh, 
companies. Uh, well, uh, I think it was UFC then. I trained Tank Abbott, Kevin Green, uh, Bill uh, Rodman, Carl Malone. Uh, so there's a, all aspects of people coming into the power plant that people don't really know about. So. Oh, that must have been super interesting. I was actually just watching uh, last night. Have you seen the uh, the documentary about the Chicago Bulls, uh, the last last stand? It's it, it's excellent. But uh, you, you, there was a good bit of it about Dennis Rodman. He's a really interesting character. It must have been quite interesting uh, dealing with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Carl Malone, he was already in shape. You know, they warned him about me before he got there. So, you know, but, uh, you know, Kevin Green was a great person to work with. God bless his soul. And, uh, you know, and I actually trained Elegante, too. Uh, they brought him in on a basketball deal for the Hawks. And he played over in Europe, you know, and it's much faster in the States than it was over there. So he, every time he got knocked off his feet, he got hurt. So we were down in this, this is not the first place where I trained uh, initially. And we had two rings and they were 16 footers. And so anyway, we were working with him, trying to show him the basics. And then he come up with hell. Uh, I want a suplex. So, <laughs> yeah. And we had to do it out of one corner. And my feet would brush the, the rafters as I was going over. And then once we did one, he wanted to do 16. So I was sore for a little while after that, you wow. know. But uh, uh, but he was a good guy, you know. And I got to wrestle uh, uh, so many people. Dory Funk, Terry Funk, uh uh, I mean, I mean, some people I watched when I was growing up, you know, and uh, and then I, I'm out there working with them. So, yeah. yeah, it was a great experience and stuff. But Bill, you know, he just had it, man. He just had it from the get go, the charisma that you need. And you, I got to say, that was the best interest I've ever seen anybody have. Oh, I, I don't even care about Hogan. You know, I mean, Bill had the ultimate push. Now, one time, I'm going to tell you a funny story, and I'm not down in Bret Hart, okay, but he come from the, you know, the dungeon, man, you know? And so, he's wrestling Bill. Bill's about 290 at the time. And getting the ultimate push that anybody's ever got, right? So, uh, so Bill went to kick him, and he kicked him, and he connected, and he, he developed concussion syndrome from that. So, and he always doubted me, saying I never showed him how to protect a guy. I'm like, and I'm like, dude. You don't know how to get your hand up or anything to protect yourself. That's your fault, you know. But uh, yeah, it's actually on my Wikipedia page. And then uh, Batista, I ran him off too. But at that time, WCW didn't have a farm system or nothing for you to go learn at, you know. So um, he, he don't have any kind words to say to me. Uh, Hardy Boys was down at the power plant, but at that time they were like a buck fifty. So. Um, you know, and, you know, look what they turned out to be for WWF. So, you know, and uh, I guess they're at 
AEW or something now or something. I don't know. I don't yeah, follow Matt, it as much Matt as I is, I think I think Jeff is still in WWE. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't watched it now in a couple of weeks, but Matt is in AEW now anyway. I think Jeff is still in WWE. There's a there's a session on Peacock. Uh I just watched it. My cart called me middle of the day. <laughs> Goes, hey, you need to turn it over to Peacock and watch uh, the Broken Skull session with Stone Cold and Bill. And they put me over hard. I was, I was really surprised how much they put me over. But, uh, but two great guys, you know. Uh, fortunate, I knew them and earned their respect, and you know. And that's, I mean, I mean, after I earned respect from the guys, you know. Not even some of the big name guys were. I, I was calling it to them in the ring. So, you know, uh, so it's a great experience. Uh, Walt Disney World. We were down there during the Olympics for six weeks, and then we moved to Universal. Um, so uh, yeah, my kids have got to see a lot of matches. Been on TV because I was great friends with the TV crew too. You know, so. Uh, so yeah, they got. Sometimes they were on the air longer than I was. So you know, so it's funny stories. Funny stories. Um, what are your memories of uh, working with uh, with Brian Clark and uh, working with him in the uh, power plant? We have to give our our buddy a, a shout out there. Yeah, yeah, he's going to the gym right now. I talked to him this morning check on paul oh yeah he's uh, at the gym every day he's a good guy man yeah uh, he's at oh, the gym awesome. religiously he's about oh, to yeah. move back to our area you know so i'd be glad for him to do that so we can get together and stuff he's he's out in arizona now but uh he gets up at five goes to gym um uh man, i uh i was actually I dropped off for a while, and you you know this. Uh, so uh, just all the deaths and stuff, you know. I just had to just had to get some peace of mind to myself, and uh, and focusing on my sons because I missed uh, some of their stuff when I was on the road, you know, football games and different stuff. So uh, so I was just trying to give back to my family then and uh, trying to get my head back together, you know, but now I'm, you know, I'm blessed to meet you and through Brian. Uh, I actually worked out with Brian before he went to Japan, him and uh, um, Brian Adams, God bless his soul. Yeah. Um, before they went to Japan. In fact, uh, they he still got the tag team belts hanging up in his uh, office and stuff. And uh, yeah, he uh, this guy that makes this belt is an extremely talented guy. So I'm trying to help him out as well. Uh, he's a he's a he's he's not a mark, you know. He's he's watched it all his life, you know, and it made me feel old. And uh, so I'm just trying to help him out now, too. So, but Brian, you know, he had the uh, intestinal fortitude. He had the, you know, he was originally trained by Bot, uh, Bot, say, no, what is his name? I don't know. Uh, anyway, I've had too many blows. Oh, um, Ox Baker. Ox Baker. Yeah, Ox Baker. Yeah. Ox Baker. Yeah. 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 
so he didn't learn nothing there. So uh, maybe how <laughs> he the said that is what, so yeah, that's yeah. when he came he down to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and then you know that's when he comes to Atlanta, came to the power plant, and I put him, I put him through heck. Uh, I did everybody, you know, because uh, you know hard is something you can't teach somebody. You got hard. and that's what kept my drive going. Is that you know, from watching it when I was a kid and watching legends, you know, you know, back in that day when they went territory to territory, you know, and me and Dale just hit the last of the territories like, can uh, you know, Calgary, we went to Puerto Rico, and this is after Bruiser got killed down there. And so I had an open airline ticket, and I stick my money in my airline ticket, my boot plastic bag and put in my boot before I went to the ring because it was it's pretty rough then um and I go wrestle <laughs> so I, I said I may look funny but I'm gonna go home if I have to so but uh Dale went back with somebody else you know after a couple tours I said well you know they're giving us you know they are putting us over they're giving us push but the money wasn't there so uh so that's when i would just went back to wcw and uh he come back to wcw and worked and then that's when he gave it up so but the state patrol man that, that was us i mean we come up with that my wife uh my mom was a police officer she hooked me up with a state patrol guy and he showed me where to get the badges and we went and bought the shirts and the emblems. All that stuff was real. So, um, so yeah, you can't do that these days. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, yes, I think they should have did more with us than what they did. But, uh, hey, uh, I, I'm blessed. I'm a blessed man. So, Definitely. I'm pretty happy with my career, and uh, and uh, uh, I got a great family, you know, and a family system going on. So, you know, I'm blessed in so many ways. And here I got a picture I'll show you of me and Bill. Uh, That's awesome. As huh? a, yeah, and the whole deal with Luger and Bagwell, okay? Let's talk yeah. about that for a second. Yeah, I was going to ask nope. you about that. That's one of my well, favorite memories from your career, actually. I remember well, watching that as a kid. It's, it wasn't supposed to end up like it did. But nobody cool. told me anything. I was just going out there winging it every night, you know, with me and Bill. And actually, I was supposed to beat Bill at the sin. Oh, wow. Well. And I, yeah, yeah, I was supposed to beat him. And uh, I had, you know, I was experiencing migraines and, you know, different things through my career, you know, taking these stupid bumps and, well, they're all worth something, you know. So I come back from the gym, did the ring, come back from the gym, and I had a super migraine going on. Bill goes, hey, you're going to beat me. I'm like, I'm going to beat you? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to beat you. But that was just a reaction coming from me at that moment. Now looking back, uh, seeing that what that would have done for my career and that he was willing to give me back something like that is pretty special. So, uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes I, I do think about it, but I try to keep it out of my mind, you know. 
can't can't live in the past, right? So yeah. you got to just keep taking one step at a time and keep moving forward. And yes, uh, like this shirt, man, you wouldn't believe this shirt is probably 20, 30 years old. Uh, I got shirts from every gym that we ever went to and stuff that I was still packed in dressers down in my basement. So, so yeah. So, uh, powerhouse, send me some, uh, send me some, uh, money, please. (laughs) (laughs) Get some royalties, man. Get some royalties. (laughs) Yeah. I should have signed everybody to like, like a 5% deal. Right. I'd be a multi-millionaire. So, uh, (laughs) but you know, you just live and learn. Yeah. And, Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. I didn't oh, okay. cut you off. Um, and what were uh, Luger and Bagwell like to work with in uh, in that program? Uh, they were good. They were good. Uh, Lex would tow you to death, you know. Uh, uh, he didn't know how to put a flat uh, boot to you, you know. Which, <laughs> if you watch any of my matches, there's no doubt I'm hitting somebody, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, But they were great to work with, you know. Um it's just a shame about Bagwell. It's a shame about Lex. I saw him down at the convention. Uh, he's in a wheelchair, you know, and uh, I, I used to work for a big construction company that it's Shepherd Center downtown, Spinal Shepherd Center. Yeah. And they used to work for free over there just to, to give back. And uh, I've worked for the biggest residential construction company in the United States now, D.R. Horton. Um, so, um, but going from running buildings and going to something that's so personal, like someone's home, it's a whole different ball game. So, but you know, uh, they stuck by me when I've been, I've been in the hospital a couple of times and, uh, I was out for months, you know, and stuff, but they stuck by me. I got a great friend that I trained, uh, his name's Cameron Beach. Uh, we call him the mountain man. Because he looks like a, he come from Montana. If that tells you anything. So, okay. anyway, gr- great guy, great guy, and he does disaster relief everywhere, all over the country. So I'm really proud to say he's my friend, and uh, he's uh, he he posted stuff on Facebook all the time, you know. And I go around liking all this stuff, you know, um, you know about weather, about stuff is happening, and people that he's meet because he's done commercials and been in a couple movies and different stuff. And I've been in some B movies, you know, and stuff, but, uh, nothing really big or nothing. I should have said, Bill, Hey, <laughs> it's going down. I said, give me a show on uh, HGTV. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but anyway, hook, it's hook all a brother good. Up. <laughs> yeah. Hook me up, babe. <laughs> so, so anyway, he, I get to talk to him every once in a while. He don't live in California no more. He lives in Texas. Uh, his wife is a big uh, uh, exotic animal collector, uh, oh, wow. and uh, yeah, so she's got uh, she got like a farm. My wife wants to have a farm. Uh, we got six and a half acres where I live. We're on a one lane dirt road. There's only three houses on my street. So there goes a car right behind me. So that's what if you're hearing that. That's what that is. So, uh, but yeah, I've had great experiences. Dale was a big blow, you know, and uh, I'm uh, kind of interested to see what happens tomorrow on that 
podcast and me and Brian's supposed to be on there. So that it should be pretty interesting. And I'm sure he's going to have quite a few stories to tell about me. And they're probably, <laughs> they're, they're all true. They're all true. Uh, yes, I was stiff. Yes. But that's a, that was the area. That was the days that, I mean, that's when you had to be. If you yeah. on your spot, you know, you just got back. Go wrestle, uh, Haku, remember Haku? Ooh, yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, uh, you know, wrestle Haku, and if you don't hit him, brother, he's gonna eat you up. You know? <laughs> yeah, great guy. I, I just saw him, and he looks great. Uh, the Barbarian, uh, you know, all them guys. Uh, uh, Ron Simmons still looks great. Um, sorry to hear about Butch, Butch Reed. I traveled with them and Teddy Long. Um, too, and you know, of course, Nick Patrick is is uh, Jody Hamilton's son. Son, yeah, big uh, big referee all them years and stuff, and uh, he's doing some some stuff, and uh, but I haven't been able to hook up with him, so we're gonna hook up, and uh, and we're gonna film some stuff, and you know, we'll see where it goes from there. But yeah, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, you're okay. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, the the business today in comparison to to uh, the t- uh, to the time that you were in it? Do you think that your system w- was better the way you would kind of weed out people that uh, weed out the weak uh, uh, type of thing, like you know, by putting them through uh, through the ropes? Hard? Do you think it's kind of too easy for guys to get into the business now, and that's kind of why it's I, not? Quite I kind of think they. Yeah, I kind of think it is, you know, because uh, like the performance center that Vince has got, you know, they just kind of bring athletes in and just, you know, hand them the keys, you know, and, uh, you know, and they're not pushing them. They're not, you know, putting them through the ringer to see if they got great heart and stuff. And uh, I'm not going to down any. I've watched some of AEW, uh, uh two also uh, you know i wrestled jericho many times and and uh them guys uh had our opportunity to go there but I, I was in the hospital at that time so i did chose not to um but their brand is going strong paul white's there now and a bunch of people that vince is releasing people every day so you know uh so you, you know you kind of get a feeling that if you're up there, you you don't know if you're going to have a job, you know. So, but uh, do I watch it all the time? No, I uh, I do go back to YouTube and I watch all Japan stuff and uh, not a giant mark for myself, but I've watched some of my matches that I've had, you know, over the years and. Uh, and stuff and uh you know i'm i'm just really happy now and in a happy place and and uh you want to keep giving uh stuff back to people and uh and and, and trying to help the younger guys to understand how it was you know because all they're seeing is what's today's product they're not sometimes they're not watching what happened in the past and uh you know if we didn't put butts in the seats uh Sometimes we didn't make any money, so to the contracts come around, you know. But uh, I was blessed to be under a TBS contract that had insurance and stuff where other guys didn't, you know. And uh, 
but you know, I had to earn my way into there too. So, uh, yeah, I've been pushed in many different directions, learned a lot of great stuff. Uh, one time I was down in, uh, universal and the guy was supposed to help me tear down the ring, you know, and I may that day you may wrestle second and be 22nd, you know? So, <laughs> you know, but anyway, I, I, uh, so the guy left me, and I, and all the camera crew and the production company stayed with me, helped me load the ring because I had to go to Biloxi, Mississippi during football season, college football season, for a pay-per-view. So I drove all the way from there all the way to Mississippi. You know, I mean, I finally found a room after I got past uh, our buddy's alma mater, uh, Florida State. You know, he's going to bring up that, too, when you talk to him. I'm sure he already has. Um, but I finally found a room when I got way past, you know, somewhere between Mississippi and uh, uh, Florida. Uh, and then I went to the pay-per-view, and then I had to go drive right back and then go into another training session. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've made some stupid drives, you know, before, but it was all about getting back home. And... uh you know, I've wrestled, you know, er, you know, everybody in the business, you know, up to Hogan, to Flair, to, I mean, everybody, uh, giant Baba, you know, remember Baba? All oh, yeah. Man? Yeah. Uh, and Stan Hansen and uh, uh, Andre the Giant. Now, he was crippled over there by then, you know, so it ain't nothing about laying down on the thing. He's holding on to the ropes, drop an elbow on you, and you're going Oh, am I going to live? You know, so yeah. I had to learn to, to protect yourself too, and uh, and fight when you got to fight. You know, and uh, that's how it was. You know, and you had to earn your spot every night. So, um, so do I think WWF hand stuff to people well i'm, fr I'm friends with still with bill demont and uh, duke Josie and them guys you know and uh and you know they both have been at wwe and and both been involved with training people uh great guys my hat's off to them uh, uh bill demont tried to be me i think uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm going to give him heck too. You believe it or not. So, uh, in the business then, you know, sometimes it's all about riveting people, right? I mean, cause we had fun, you know, I mean, if we didn't have fun in between, uh, you saw the world through a windshield, you know, we, uh, back in the day, you know, yes, if we, they flew us in somewhere, you may get in a rental car and drive. If it's under 300 miles, you had to drive. And then you make a whole loop, then fly to another town and make another loop. So, uh, and uh, so, you know, uh, things wasn't just handed to me either. I, you know, I had to earn it. And I, I am glad it's turned out the way it has. And, uh, and um, I'm, you know, I got, I got so much stuff here. I mean, I, I got like three or four boxes up in my attic of different stuff and, memories and pictures and all kinds of stuff and uh but i have to be careful i have to wear titanium knee braces these days uh, i was going to get my knees redone and then COVID hit and i it hit everybody really hard all over the world you know and yeah uh my wife uh 
she she works for Emory, but works at an urgent care. And she's got tired of driving downtown, and she worked for a specialist. So they see like 12 patients a day, but now she's training nurses and still seeing 70 patients and stuff. So I call her Miss Sarge. And all my buddies did. I was training. Remember Medusa? Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. Remember Medusa? She was yeah. down there at one time with me and Paul and training them Nitro girls in, you know, and they're – their build was a little different. So we got in arguments, you know, because she's trying to show them a drop kick. And I'm like, well, they're going to bust something, you know. You better, better start out with a basic, you know. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, so yeah, I've been through, gosh, I just, I, I was with WCW for 22 years. Wow. And then, then I still wrestled. Uh, I'm still doing things just like in the main event, you know, come out and run, everybody feeds me, you know, and I'm still from the house still to this day. But uh, because it's nothing worse than seeing two big guys not hit each other, mm. you know, and it just exposes the business really bad. And, uh, and I really think uh, production-wise and everything, how they're – Running not so much AEW but WWF or WWE. Um, yeah, do I think it could go back the old way? No, it can't. You know, I think it's got to be some kind of machine like it's in between. You know, it's got. I mean, there's still wrestling fans that want to see wrestling. You know, and uh, and and probably tired of what they're seeing on TV now. So, you know, I think if you could find a hybrid in between what we used to do and what they do today, I think pens would come out everywhere to see. So um, I've kind of witnessed it. So, uh, so it's, uh, you know, when I got back in and uh, stuff. Uh, so it's been a, a glorious ride for me. And I thank the man above, you know, for helping me through this. And, uh I'm not going to preach to nobody. I'm not like that. And I don't talk politics and different stuff. But uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, I've had an amazing career. Uh, done some really crazy stuff. That if I wrote, I've got a ghostwriter writing a book now, but it's probably going to have to go under fiction because nobody will believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it'd probably be back in a section like for $2.99, you know? So, you know. It's called Between the Ropes with Sarge. So, oh, that'll be amazing! Uh, I can't, I can't, uh, can't, can't wait to to read that, man. Gosh, well, like, when, when we get through with it, I'll I'll ship you an addition to it. So, and we're also doing it on Blu-ray too. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, do you have, want to hit on anything else while we're going and uh, different stuff? I mean. Yeah, there's just probably some people we still hadn't talked about. So, you know. Yeah, that was one thing I was actually going to hit on was, um, oh, one second now, I'm just after dropping my notes. <laughs> no. Uh, um, oh, I see uh, I see Bill behind you on that row. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. I, I met I think, him. Uh, where's, one sec. No, I met him. You can see the picture up there. Oh, yeah. 
on my yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, I met him. He he came over here. Uh, he was in Dublin in 2017, I think it was. Super nice guy. Really, really nice. Wow. Huge. Huge. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Still, Still to, this, to day, this day. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Crazy. Huge. Uh, crazy. I've seen him lift so many weights. I was like, wow. And then I've worked out with him and Bob Sapp trying to get him ready to go do the the Japan of the UFC, you know. And uh, he drove down to where I live to go to the gym with me and, and stuff. And I won't tell you the truth, pound for pound, I was probably stronger than he was. But uh, I think he's living in Thailand now. So, uh, so anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I've trained a lot of different people from all walks of life. I've had Marine guys and, uh, you know, special forces guys that didn't make it through the power plant, you know, <laughs> they'd never come back and do it again, you know? So, so, uh, you know, it showed how much uh, a person wanted us. They would have to get through that first onslaught. Like, so it showed uh, whether, you know, who was passionate and who, uh, who wasn't right. Right, exactly. I, uh, that's where you, I think that's where you develop your superstars. You're going to find people talented and stuff, but they got to have heart and they got to be dedicated to the business enough where they're going to stick through the hard times and the rough times and, and stuff, you know, uh, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Is it, uh, Okay, I'm going to keep rambling, but I want you to ask me another question. Oh, yeah, I was just going to um, uh, go to uh, just uh, some names that you worked with through the years. Um, you worked with uh, Chris Benoit quite, uh, quite a bit. Uh, through your talk, talk about your memories of what Chris was like <laughs> and what he was like outside the ring. Chris was a great person. Uh, God bless him and his family. Uh, he was great. I mean, he was like Regal. I, you know, we didn't talk. You know, yeah, we got our finish. Uh, we were both stiff, beat the heck out of each other. I mean, that's what it was all about, you know. And, uh, uh, yeah, I've traveled with him when he broke his neck at WWE. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. About 2001. I went, yeah, I went and worked out with him uh, to get him back in shape. And I was like, you know, Chris, you kind of made enough money, you know, maybe you should think about doing it. Cause I've seen so many people have that neck injury, you know, and Paul Orndorff, uh, Malenko and, uh, different people's had that injury, you know, and some yeah. of them were able to come back, some wouldn't, you know, so, but he chose to keep going, going. And, uh, they said, I think they did a study on his brain after the fact and said he had so many concussions, they couldn't count. So, uh, and I've had a few, you know, had some in Japan and some in uh, Vancouver and different places where I didn't say nothing because I didn't want to go home, you know. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, let's talk about somebody else. I got any more notes and stuff you want to ask me? Uh, Sting, uh, another guy like you that was in WCW for for, for a long time. Uh, what, what was Sting like uh, during those days? Oh, Sting's great person, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one time uh, I was shooting a thing for EA out at Staples Center, and uh, they had Sting and Bret Hart and DDP, and I was going to be the referee, and I took some guys out just to be security around the ring so they'd be 
some experience and get to see something, get put up in a hotel and, you know, and I stayed in Marina Del Rey. Uh, and I went in and that goals and I was about 248 at 8% body fat then. Uh, you know, uh, I went in there and there was women. The only reason you knew there were women, they were wearing a bikini. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I trained Asia. Uh, oh, yeah. Not, not, a, uh, yeah, and, and stuff. And she was very talented. She didn't get to show her stuff as well either. So, but yeah, Sting was a great guy, you know, uh, you know, you had to earn his respect too, you know, uh, uh, he always took care of me, you know, in the ring, uh, and there's uh, probably some matches, you know, they didn't go very long, you know, but that was my job that night, you know, so, uh, yes, I've done a favor for a bunch, uh, Ice Train, remember Ice Train? Yeah, I trained yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I trained him and uh, uh, all the big guys, you know, and uh, I've had to build Kazmaier. Uh, oh, yeah, the strong man. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we used to do a 100-yard dash with a refrigerator on his uh, back. Wow. Uh, I trained crazy. him also. Yeah. And then had to go on TV and wrestle him. And... You know, train them, and they go on TV and prove that they could make it, you know? Yeah. So, and some of them did, and some of them didn't, you know? So, uh, and Bill Kazmaier was one that didn't, but he he was always down to earth, man. Super big guy. Good grief. Yeah. And he could hurt monster. you at any time. Monster. And uh, he, he lived in Auburn, Georgia. No, Auburn, Alabama, and has a gym there. <clears throat> so, a great guy. Great guy. And, uh, you know, Sting, uh, I, you know, for him to be at AEW now and still going at it is pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've wrestled over one heart, God bless his soul, uh, many times, you know, great guy. Uh, I bless his, him and his family, you know, uh, but uh, I think his wife had to go through heck, you know, to uh, to get through that. So. Oh yeah, um, definitely. No. And uh, what was your uh, what was your relationship like with uh, with Bischoff through the years? Well, uh, it was rocky. <laughs> it was kind of rocky, <laughs> uh, you know, because I remember when his AWA just an announcer, and then you know he came here and he was just an announcer and then got into marketing and then finally ended up where he was at um one time i had pneumonia and i had to do a tryout and it was tv and they were taping it so i went down there and i did it man i and then i ended up in the hospital again <laughs> um yeah I, I ain't gonna say i was the smartest guy sometimes so uh anyway uh Bill had to go to bat for me. You know, I didn't have a, uh, the TBS contract then. I was only getting paid per nightly, you know, and stuff to get my hospital bill taken care of. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people's had a lot of influence in me and making me the person who I am and who I am today. Um, uh, I bless my dad, mom, and my sister. They're no longer with us. And, uh, 
but watching me make it through the years. I mean, I trained three months and I had my first match on TV. A little, little bar over in Athens, Georgia, J&J Sports Center. But Jody had it all blocked out. So you, you would think it was a big, huge arena, you know, and, uh, but, uh, to only train three months and have your first match on TV was pretty special, you know, and, uh, you know, so yeah, you know, I can't think of anybody in the business I haven't worked with, you know, Triple H, you know, he was at the power plant. People don't remember that. Yeah. They actually sent me to get him at the airport when he was terrorizing. Uh, wow. and then, yeah, and then, you know, uh, he, in fact, I got, uh, Life Magazine over here with him on the cover with me, uh, wow. and, and Road Dog, you know, I missed Armstrong's, uh, Brad and all them, I wrestled all of them through the years and, uh, ran shows with them and Bob when he got in bad health, I said, dude, don't worry about working i mean just go over sit in a chair do what you're going to do sign autographs and still paid him and you know and even if i lost money it didn't matter to me it's a sign of respect uh and uh sign of respect for the business and i think that's maybe that's what's missing a little respect for the business i think maybe uh but you know uh it is what it is. I can't change WWE. I can't change AEW. Uh, I think I could help out a lot, you know, for uh, being a road agent or whatever, you know. But I don't think my wife wants me on the road like that no anymore. So I got to do what Mrs. Sarge says. So uh, she's a nurse. I mean, I fell out here one time. Stupid. I was cutting bushes and we got these concrete planters that were her mom's. I tripped over it, <laughs> fell, busted my head open, and she put 12 staples in my head that night. And, uh, and well, before we went to the hospital. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm fortunate. You, you got you to say I am when I got a nurse right here willing to help me. So, uh, so. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I've wrestled on every show that WCW had, pay per views. Uh, 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 gosh, uh, Russell Cactus, so many times. I'll tell you a story, then I'll let you just ask me questions. Uh, one time they told, called me out of the blue and said, Hey, this guy's not going to make it to the town. And this was in Chicago at the Rosemont Horizon. I don't know if it's still there. Probably not. Uh, so I had to uh, grab my bag. I only had one pair of change of clothes in my bag, the wrestling gear. Back then days, you didn't check nothing because if you didn't have your gear. I've been stopped in so many airports over the night stick and the handcuffs. I can't tell you how many times. <laughs> uh Sure, I'll go ahead and check that, but I'm not checking anything else, you know. So, anyway, I flew into Chicago. I got a, a, a van, a taxi, a van, and I changed into my state patrol outfit. Got there just as the bell was ringing, threw my bag against the thing, and went straight to the ring and wrestled Cactus Jack. 
Wow. So, uh, yeah, I didn't talk to him, didn't say nothing, just went to the ring and just wing it, you know. And, you know, and so I think some of the best things that happen is just uh, off the moment that it happens, you know. Uh, and that's some of the greatest moments I think that you can have is to uh, be able to fly off the gear and just just be able to go out and and work with people. And I think that was what helped my career. I could work with the little guys. I could work with big guys. I could work all in between. You know, uh, Eddie. I wrestled Eddie and um, uh, everybody. You know, yeah. through the years. So I, I think that's uh, one of my, well, I'm going to say that's one of my, I think my best attributes for the business was being able to work with anybody I can. So, uh, uh, do you have yeah, any I've been uh, in the figure four? Sorry. Sorry. I said, yes, I've been in the figure four by Ric Flair and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. The Stinger Splash. Funny story, real quick, and then I won't go back to this. We's up. Uh, they were going to get rid of Bobby Eaton, uh, and he's a, such a great guy, you know. And so I took him up there to make the video game with me. So his only job then, uh, he couldn't. He wasn't. He wasn't as athletic as he used to be. So, um, so he was supposed to do a stinger splash into the uh, in the ring in the mocap, and he ran. And he jumped into me and, and uh, you know, the Velcro scraped my face up and all that. And he goes, well, hell, Sarge, I jumped high as I could. I said, your feet never left the ground. <laughs> and the whole studio cracked up for like 45 minutes. They had to shut down because everybody was laughing so hard. You know, we had to stop production and everything. So, oh, yeah, man. so I got all kinds of memories. I've wrestled the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express all them guys and everybody in between, you know? So, yeah, I got a lot of great, great stories. And I could probably go on for years, you know, and you'd be like, uh, okay, Sarge, bye. And just hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, but I love to be on here with Brian Clark sometime with you. Hell yeah, man. Oh, gosh, yeah. That, 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 that'll be fun. <laughs> oh, that'd be a blast. ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、ああ、
I trained uh, uh, Michael Sue, by the way, and uh, uh, he's not doing good either. So, uh, so my heart goes out to him as well. Uh, but you know, I've wrestled everybody in the Four Horsemen they ever had, and you know, I've I've done a lot of special things. So, uh, Vader know. was another big name back then. Did, did you get, Vader, get to work with yes. Vader? Any Vader stories that yes. go? Yes, Vader's actually a pretty good guy. I mean, you had to really get to know him and get close to him to really get known. He always pushed. He says, y'all could do so much with State Patrol. But I'm going to tell you one time, it, I mean, I was mad, pissed, pissed. Because I was working independent, you know, and, and still training people and, you know, working for WCW. So I met this guy, little small town, middle of nowhere. We had a huge crowd, but he could go and he could work. So I got him booked. At one time, and this is down at center stage when they used to have to lock the doors, chain the doors, keep the people in because they had like 24 matches. <laughs> so that's a running joke of what we always had, you know, have to chain the outside doors in. Uh, but Vader broke his neck, you know, and, and, you know, and I said, well, meet me over here. You know, I'll drive. And he kept saying that the whole time. I was like, man, you know what the chances of you getting to work Vader are? You know, I mean, we got 24 matches. And sure enough, he had worked Vader, and Vader broke his neck. So we didn't get up too long there for a little while because uh, I was pissed. I let him know that, too. I can take a butt whooping. I don't. I can fight, you know, and I don't mind fighting if, if it's something I believe in. But I'll go, and I, you know, my my oldest son is autistic and has speech delay, and uh, I fought for him over the years. Did many different sports with him, but wrestling on the uh, amateur high school level, man, is nothing like it in the world. Uh, going to watch my son play football, my middle son playing football, then got into pole vaulting. He was an inside linebacker, man. I was like, he drove home, had a little Nissan Ultima then. Come home one day, had a lime green pole ratchet strapped to the top of the car. I'm like, Adam, what are you doing? Well, I decided to go to pole vault. Okay. So, you know, he lost some weight. Man, he was so good. We were training down at Emory uh, uh, then. You know, they got an awesome facility in Emory. Uh, and stuff, and we, we, I could tell some stories that me and Susan and him have been on the road and had that that pole and had walked through the hotel with the pole and all that stuff. Because if you get that stolen, you can't, you know. They only take so many, you know. And that was his favorite pole. So, but uh, the guy they play football. Well, the guy tried to get him to go back to high school and jump because he said that he'd be state champion, you know. He didn't get along with the football coach, and he was also the pole vault coach. You know how high school works. So uh, he didn't go back. So, uh, but, yeah, I got a, I remember a thing down in Jacksonville, Florida. He did a mall jump. Oh, my gosh. It was unbelievable. I mean, the whole uh, mall was packed on all four sides and they had a ramp and uh, the whole thing, you know, and 
Uh, I've seen him break like three or four poles. <laughs> you know, we still get him hanging up in his room right now. And, uh, 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 I, you know, I think, too, uh, I'm blessed with all my kids. You know, they still say, yes, sir, no, ma'am. Uh, all the, the, uh, things that I was grew up and raised by, you know, they're doing it and showing respect to older people and younger people and all aspects of life, no matter what race, no color, nothing matters. You know, we're all still the same. We believe the same, you know, and it don't matter what place you're in, in the world. And there's probably some places just like in Africa and different stuff in South America where the the uh the security wasn't so good that i didn't go you know so mm. uh you know just just because uh didn't want to end up one of the tragic stories so um so i chose not to go so but yeah, i'll tell you uh the japanese people they plast everything all over the newspaper you know and you know that's a 14 hour plane ride you know so and you see about this jetliner that just crashed, you know, and they're showing the people and all that, and you're getting on the plane the next day. You're going, oh, oh my gosh, you know. But, yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, my hat's off to the Japanese, very respectful people, you know. I remember laying on top of the building, you know, like lightning hits you, and then you go, oh, you jump up. Well, I left my passport and my money, everything down in my room. We were laying on top of the building trying to get a tan. That's when we all got tanning beds and all that. We didn't know nothing. We were trying to look good, you know. So I jumped up. I was like, oh, gosh, everything's down in my room. I get down in my room. Everything's stacked. The coins are stacked into place, you know. Everything's all cleaned up and everything's there, you know. Thinking, well, maybe in the states that wouldn't have happened so you know yeah i've been through a lot of things uh so any other body we need to hit uh uh so yeah work with lex bagwell i mean there's so many people i've wrestled and people that went to wwe and AEW and you know and other people that had to retire and, and poor people that's passed away and and different stuff. Uh, in fact, I found my wrestling book. So we used to didn't put nothing in our phones because you lose your phone. Everybody had everybody's number, you know. So we always carried a little notepad, you know. Yeah. And left it in our wrestling bag, you know. So, uh, so if you lost something, you didn't. Uh, they didn't get everybody's number, you know. So, and uh, I, I've been in places from when I was training power plant. I didn't go home the same direction, you know. I'd go different directions, you know, and I had a Ford, Ford F-150 truck. And, man, I would, uh, I'd carve up, man, and if I told you, you talked to you on phone, I told you exactly word for word, per verbatim, everything that we do. Uh, I had this big 32-ounce quick-trip coffee I'd get. I'd leave late on purpose and get there, and they'd take it out on my truck, you know, and stuff. And uh, Too funny, you know. It's just funny. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Ask me another question. Is there a um, – we, we'll, uh, we'll finish up on uh, on this one. I think it's a good note. Um <clears throat> 
is there a favorite uh, rib that sticks out from uh, from the power plant days? Thank you. Uh, well, I've handcuffed people's uh, stuff to chairs, bags, put locks on their bags. You know, they, they could get in their bag and chain it to a chair, uh, you know, and stuff. And I've had people like pass out. <laughs> You know, during lunch break, <laughs> I take the handcuffs, handcuff them to the toll lived on ribbon, you know, and and picking at people. And yeah, some of them went way too far, you know. And uh, yes, and there's quite a few fights, you know. And uh, I've, I was fortunate enough, I guess I scared enough people that they didn't want to fight me. So, um, so it's a good thing, though, because I probably had like, 10 guys jump on them, you know, and, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, in them days, you didn't drive the same way home. I mean, I mean, I'd go out of my way 45 minutes before I'd end up at my home. And, uh, you know, cause you didn't want back then, you know, like social media now you can look up anything you want, you know, and you can read some terrible things, you know, and, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it was different back then. Uh, the social media platform what it was and what it is today and uh, and you had to protect yourself at all times you know because I've had people been in a match state patrol versus rock and roll express and had a person jump over the rail and try to come through the ropes and I had Ricky Morton in the hole and and he saw it and I let go of him he kicked him in the face he went down and then my partner clothesline him off his apron and you do the 360 flip and the police look at us like that's part of the show well hell no get him out of here you know and uh i've been stabbed a couple times you know and cut at because i threw tickets in people's face and you know and then when they turn me good you know uh you know I, but you know what i've never refused any fan that ever no matter if i was a heel that if they come up nicely and just ask me for anything, I'd give it to them, you know, and, you know, and uh, kids, you know, I'm a sucker for kids. So, you know, uh, so I'd give them a shirt off my back, you know, so uh, anyway, I've, I've been in some places that other people made me upset and I cussed them out because they said, oh, I can't sign that piece of paper. I have to charge you. Really? Is that important to you? That money is imported to you. Uh, okay. Go to hell. You know, uh, I don't respect you anymore. And uh, in fact, I've booked on a couple of shows just to do autographs and different stuff that I refuse to go to because of that person. You know, and uh, I'm not going to name any names. Don't want to slink any mud. Um, but the rest of the business is tough, man. You had to. I mean, it's tough business. I mean, it, I mean, you got people fighting for your job when you, I mean, you just got hurt in the ring and people fighting for your job before you even get back from the ring, you know? And I'm pretty sure still that same today, you know, when they, they're all trying to do one big high spot now, right? There's nobody yeah. grabbing holes anymore. You know, stuff over in uh, Europe and stuff, I think they're still doing it there. But uh, here in the States, you know, everything was like a big, high spot 
you know, now. And uh, the old days of uh, taking them down in the corner in a hammer lock and tagging in and out and dropping knees and having them fight towards the corner, you know, and getting the crowd behind the baby face and, and, and stuff. I think that's really what's missing. Yes, you can't go back to the old days. We just got to find someplace in between that we could get to. So fans get back into it for what it is and uh and yeah i'm stiff and not everybody that i train was stiff i'll be honest with you uh but hell uh that just shows a sign of respect uh they showed me you know and brian clark will tell you a bunch of stories believe me he'd go on for hours and hours on end we rib each other every time we talk. So, it, it, you know, it's funny. You know, that's, that's good old day. I mean, good old times, you know, when you even look back still. And I, I just saw people I hadn't seen in 30 years, you know, and uh, and to see their face light up and, you know, and everything. And just as you walk over and see them, you know, and, and stuff, that's really what makes my heart feel warm inside is to see somebody I hadn't seen in that many years and they remember the stories and they remember everything that you did, everything you ribbed, everything, you know, because sometimes we'd eat at the Waffle House because yeah, that was the only damn thing open in the middle of the night, you know? Yes, we're getting like weak toast and egg whites and chicken breasts and wiping all the grease off with paper towels and, you know, you got tons of protein in your bag and liver pills, everything that you could, you know, take naturally, you know, and some people they didn't do natural. So, but that's the people they didn't drug test. So, you know, that's, that's okay too. And, um, but I, you know, uh, I don't know how rapid the drug tests are these days uh, with the two companies that's going on, but, uh, but I hope, I hope they are, and I hope they're trying to protect for this concussion syndrome. Look at NFL players, you know, uh, how long that's came along and how far that's came, and, and, and they're focusing, you know, on the, I mean, the quarterback you can't touch no more. So, And don't get me wrong, I love soccer too. I love soccer and I follow hockey. Uh, you know, I follow all sports, by the way. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I want the business to take care of the performers that were working in the ring, and uh, and take care so this business keeps thriving, to keep moving forward, and and hopefully we'll get to that middle ground somewhere where it's not going to go all the way back to the old days. It's not going to go all the way back to where it was, but we find that middle ground in the middle and make it work, you know, because the fans, you know, if you're a heel. And you're you got this guy, you got him down in the hole, you've been working on him, you tagging in and out. He starts trying to fight to the corner and stuff and just about get there. And the guy goes step into the ring and, and the referee has pulling back, you pull him back to the corner and take you back down again. You know, it is nothing exhilarating in your blood as much as something like that. Uh doing something like that, and then at the end of the match no matter what the finish was, whether you lost, whether you won, anything, the fans were standing on their feet, cheering at the end. That's what we all really, business will revolve 
little bit back to that, and I, I pray it does. And uh, but yeah, I just want everybody to be healthy and well, and uh, and for uh, the people that are getting released daily now from WWE, you know. I, you know, uh, that's one reason I, I can't go there either. You know, I, I mean, I'm so used to, you know, earning my spot and, you know, and, 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 and going out and work every night, you know, and stuff and sit there and worry about if you're going to be able to feed your family the next, you know, whatever, you know, then, uh, it wouldn't be too pleasant for me. So, so yeah. Have anything else? <laughs> I think we can uh, we we can uh, uh, finish there, man. It's it's been absolutely awesome talking to you today. We've covered uh, Thank we've you. covered so much ground. It's it's been absolutely awesome, man. You had an amazing well, run, and it's just been an honor to talk to you today, my man. T thanks so much for coming on with me. Well, I want to thank you for having me. I, I, uh, well, Brian told me what a great guy you were, anyway, and. You know, so I said, that's a guy we could talk to and we could have fun with, you know. And, yeah, I'd like to get on here with you one time and have uh, all the power plant guys sitting around in a round table just roasting Sarge and just laughing and giggling and and ha having a stupid time. So thank you for having me. I appreciate all you fans over there and fans all over the world that has supported me and, and has supported wrestling over the years. I just want to say thank you so much. Without the fans, we would be nobody. So thank you, and thank you for having me. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much, man. It's been awesome. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, and thank you again. Thank you for tuning into Pro Wrestling Defined on YouTube. Please like the video if you enjoyed it and subscribe to the YouTube channel to keep up with all future content. And please follow Pro Wrestling Defined on Twitter, Instagram and like us on Facebook.